This podcast is brought to you by Convo Cloth, the official clothing apparel of the NBC podcast. For the latest apparel, please go to www.nothingbutconvos.com. Now, let's get into the latest episode of the NBC podcast with your boy, S. McCann. What's good, people? It's the NBC Podcast with your boy, S. McCann. This is episode 8, Daxdale. And in this episode, I have a special guest, Mike Z. And we get into many topics today in the NFL. So sit back, relax. Let's get into it. Yeah. Episode 8, Daxdale, with my boy Mike Z. What's good, Mike? How's it going there, Sammy? You know, just trying to, you know, make it through this pandemic. So, me and Mike, um, we started our relationship of being, you know, cool friends, talking all sports and everything. When I used to work at um, Virtual in the kitchen, so me and him used to just go at it, talk shit all day for eight hours about sports. Let the um, people know, um, you know, your, your favorite team and who you root for and everything else, NFL, NBA, MLB. Well, first, let me start. Yeah, those were the best days back in the day, man. Remember them football Sundays in the kitchen? I don't think we got no work done. No we work back done. there, back in. We was back there, back and forth, watching the games on TV, talking trash, like looking at fantasy, whatnot. Me, you, and Kev, everybody, man, we used to go back and forth all day. No, yeah. nope. I don't think we did no work, man, no back work. there. I remember there was the one day you, I think you was doing the, uh, the fantasy draft on um on your phone at work. Yeah, I was the, doing it on grill. my phone on the grill. <laughs> yes, you were cooking. <laughs> but a little little background. Uh, I'm a little bit different. I don't I don't like none of the home teams really, except I do root for the Sixers and the Flyers. Although I'm not as big in the basketball as you know, but I do root for yeah. do root for the Sixers. So hopefully, when they get started back up, they get in it and they get past Boston this year. But as far as the NFL, huge Ravens fan. Ain't nobody a bigger Ravens fan than me around here. I I get a lot of trash talk for it, but you know, tattoos and all. Of course, yep. I got that. You know, I got that ring. I got that ring. You know, growing up. Uh, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, you know, it was the two premier defenders, and I just kind of gravitated towards that because I'm a, I'm a defensive guy. I like I like the defense, like so. And while everybody else likes that high scoring game and whatnot, I do I don't mind a little defensive battle. Uh, so I just kind of stuck with the Ravens baseball. That's my favorite sport. You know, I grew up playing that. Uh, but Cardinals, St. Louis, first team I ever watched on TV, and I kind of just stuck with them ever since. You know, back when they had Mark McGuire going back at going back and forth to Sammy Sosa back in the day, and I just stuck with the Cardinals, been with them ever since. So it's a little bit different than everybody. You know, everybody makes fun of me for it, but that's all right. Yeah, but you still rep it, though. That's your team. You rep. You don't oh, care. Oh, yeah, of course. I ain't never, never going to change. Yeah, you can't change. So a little background nah. with me for the new listeners. I'm an Eagles fan, Sixers fan, Phillies fan, Flyers fan, 4 for 4 You know, I get down with my boys, my Eagles, but – 
again, I still talk other sports, um, other teams within the NFL. I just love, you know, the NFL and, and sports in general. So I'm not, you know, hardcore um, and exiting out all other teams or whatever. So I'm, I, I watch everything, every game I'm watching. I'm, I'm heavy in the fantasy as you know, me and Mike, we, we get down with the fantasy. We in multiple leagues. So, you know, we, we, we're sports fans. We, we love sports. Hey, so, can I, can I uh, ask you from a previous episode, when you thought, when you had did your episode about the Eagles off season, yeah. you talked about your mom being a Cowboys fan would make you wear that Cowboys suit to school. Yeah. Do you have any pictures of you in that Cowboys suit? I do not, but I will try to get some. It might be at my grandma's house somewhere. And you, you know, in the photo book or whatever, but yeah, yeah. You know, you know we got to send that to Kev. Yeah, you know Kev. Kev's that big Cowboys fan, so yeah, we got to send that to him. Cowboys I remember that from that episode. I'm like, oh, I got to ask him about this. Yeah, it was crazy. It was hard, man. I'm like, man. As soon as I grew out of that, <laughs> oh, I loved it. As soon as I grew out of that, so let's get into the, these questions, these things in this pod. So the first, you know, thing that we'll we'll be talking about is the franchise tag deadline. So the franchise tag deadline came. July 15, 2020. The players tagged was Shaq Barrett, Tampa Bay. He was tagged for 15.8 mil. Kenyon Drake, transitional tag. He was um, tagged for 8.5 mil, Arizona. Bud Dupree, linebacker. Um, he, was pa- he was tagged for 15.8 mil, Pittsburgh Steelers. A.J. Green, Pro Bowler AJ Green was tagged for 17.9 mil Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver um Anthony Harris safety was tagged for 11.4 mil Minnesota Vikings Hunter Henry tight end he was tagged for 10.6 mil and he plays for the Los Angeles Chargers Matthew Judon was tagged for 16.8 mil and he plays for the Baltimore Ravens, linebacker. Hannick Anouk was tagged for 17.7 mil. Jacksonville Jaguars, DN. Dak Prescott, you know, that, that's the main, you know, star of this um, players that, that have been tagged. He was tagged for 31.5 mil. And he plays for, you know, Dallas Cowboys, QB. Brandon Sheriff. Guard, he was tagged for 15 mil, and he placed for the Washington Skins. Safety, Justin Simmons, he was tagged for 11.4 mil, and he plays for the Denver Broncos. Joe Trudy was tagged for 14.8 mil, and he's a guard for New England Patriots. And Leonard Williams, D. Lyman, was tagged for 16.1 mil, and he plays for um, the New York Giants. The other players that have been tagged was Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans running back, and he signed a deal. His deal was for four years, $50 million, $25.5 million guaranteed, and that's basically $12.5 million a year. The other player that was tagged this year signed a deal also and his name is Chris Jones D tackle from Kansas City 
and he signed a four-year, $85 million deal. And that's 21.25 mil a year. So, Mike, what are your thoughts on the players that were tagged and didn't sign a long-term deal? How do you feel about some of the players on this list? Let's start with Leonard Williams because he's relative. He was drafted, I believe, sixth or fifth or sixth overall by the Jets. Didn't really live up it live up to that uh, draft status there because they thought he, he was out of USC, I believe. Yes. And he was expected to be like a, a pass rusher up the middle for them. It really worked out. Got traded last season to the Giants for a third round pick. Um, didn't really do much there. The Giants tagged him because they traded a third round pick and I want to, you know, just trade a third round pick. And then the guy's gone after the year. So they, they reached a deal. And I think they kind of came to agreement um, that they're just going to play it out on the tag and try to work out a long-term deal after the season, hopefully with a new new system, new coaches, that he would play play a little bit better. The Patriots guard, Joe Sonny, I'm not too sure about him. I don't, I don't know too much about him. But, you know, I don't think the Patriots line was all that great last year. But, you know, anytime you got a valuable guard or inside guard, anytime you got a, a, a offensive lineman, that's pretty good. You got to you got to do what you can do to hang on to him because yeah, we know you to gotta protect the quarterback. Yeah. Um, Justin Simmons, uh, I think he's a decent safety out of Denver. Yeah, I safety. think they they tried to work out a deal. Wasn't really close. There was some chatter on Twitter that he, maybe he didn't want to be there. But then there's some local local reporters kind of disputed that. Uh, but he has spoken out and said he wants to set, uh, to stay in Denver. And basically, uh, with, 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 with Justin no, Simmons, he came on late. He was a surprise type of dude where he came on late. He wasn't a big name and whatever, and he made a name for himself last year of being a, a Pro Bowl or a Pro Bowl caliber safety. Yes. And so moving on to Brandon Scherf from Washington – not too familiar with him, but same same thing like uh, like with the Thurney from New England. If you got a, I feel you, if you got a good offensive lineman, you got to do what you can do to keep him. Especially when they got the young quarterback in there, you need to protect. You need protection yeah. for Dwayne Haskins, so that way he can develop a little bit better. We got Yannick. Obviously, you have to tag him. He's he's a yeah. very young pass rusher, a premium position. Gets after the quarterback. I think he usually averages somewhere around eight and a half sacks a year around there somewhere um i just don't like the way it's it's going going back and forth on twitter with the owner or the gm that that's not that's not a good look and i think i think that kind of hurt him as far as uh trade value a little bit some other teams from what i've seen you know may have you know didn't like the way he went about it again i don't think he's going to play in jacksonville he said multiple times he's not going to play for that he wants out i do i did hear at the tag deadline, some teams expressed interest in trading for him. Someone uh, may have even offered a Pro Bowl player. Yeah. But Jacksonville did not want to trade him. That I think that situation is only going to get uglier as we get closer to the season. And I think Jacksonville is so dumb. You don't want to sign this guy, right? Obviously. So you mm-hmm. tag him. And so when you tag him, you're trying to get more for the guy. You don't want him. So... My thing is, let him go. Don't try to get more compensation. I understand, yeah, you drafting him or whatever, but if you're trying to get more compensation for him, you might as well just let him play for the organization and give him a long-term deal. Exactly. And if 
you, we all know they're a rebuilding team as well. So yeah. if if he doesn't want to be there and y'all don't want to sign him to what he wants to be, what he thinks he's worth, get what you can get for him because you need you need all the ammunition you can to rebuild to rebuild your team. But if you do feel that he's a, a franchise cornerstone, then you need to pay him what the market value is. Yeah. To get that, because but, the, but those young heard, pass rushers, he's only twenty five years old. Yeah. And those young pass rushers, you need you. We know that's one of the most important positions besides left tackle and quarterback. Yeah, but they what get paid I, the most. Yeah, they get paid the most. But what I heard, they want like two number ones. Like you can't come on. Yeah, no, like, you're not going to get two number that ones. Compensation is, that compensation is that that compensation is so high. Come on, especially especially because the team trading for him would need to give him a new deal. Yeah. You ain't Nobody's getting gonna that. give up two no. first round picks, and don't you're not going to get what the Rams got for Jalen Ramsey, or you know you're not going to get that again. The Rams are just stupid for that, yeah. but you know that's another that's a conversation for another day. You're not going to yep. you're not going to get that again. So, um, who else do we got on this list? Okay, going to my squad with Matthew Judon yeah. of the Ravens. He there's a difference. I forget. There's like. I forget what they originally tagged him as. I think they originally tagged him as a defensive end because he plays, he kind of plays like that hybrid role. He plays sometimes yeah. he's in the dirt. They move him all around. Mm-hmm. So he was tagged at, um, at like 15 million originally. Yeah. I think there's a difference. The linebacker ones like 17 mil, which yeah. is what, um, what Yannick was tagged at. Yeah. But they, so they kind of came to an agreement because so that way to avoid a grievance, they met in the middle at 16.8. Um, I, I, I like him. He's still he's still relatively young. I think he's about 26, 27. He's a, a very good pass rusher. Had, uh, I believe, nine and a half sacks last season for us. Um, it's just a tricky situation with him because the Ravens have so many young players that are also up for contracts coming up with next with the, within the next few years. As yeah. everybody knows, Lamar Jackson's going to be coming up, and there's a few other players. So it's all it all comes down to who you want to pay, and it's it, we're going to see that as that plays out. Are they going to pay him at the end of this year? Or are they going to go for the other young players that might be at more important positions? We'll see. But I def- definitely think he, he's worth a, a long-term deal. He's still young. He gets after the quarterback. And, and he's and he's good at setting the edge and, and as a run defender, too. He does it all. They drop him in the coverage. So it's, yeah. he's not just a pure pass rusher. Um, Hunter Henry, I like the move to tag him because I think he's an underrated – tight end he doesn't get much love but he's i think he's a very good tight end he's but the, really the question with him is is he going to be healthy because i believe yeah. he he's coming off a torn acl yep i believe i know he I had, had a major in, injury at some I had him in fantasy and he was killing then he tore his acl um who else do we got on here anthony harris yeah um safety, safety in minnesota yeah that's hard because with them they got that other guy other safety i think harrison smith and his how much money do you want to invest into that position alone? Because I don't think teams value safety that much. I think as far as secondary, that value is more in the cornerback position is usually the one that gets paid more. So I don't know if they want to have two high-paying safeties long-term. I'd have to go back and look at and see what Harrison Smith, his contract looks like, but I know he's one of the better safeties in the league. He's one of the better safeties in the league, but he can't cover. He gets cooked by tight ends. All the yeah, he's time. He's more that that box safety. Yeah, he's more of a box safety. And and now, like, they probably had to say, yo, look, Anthony Harris, man, he he's the back end type dude. And they might go away mm-hmm. from Smith. 
Like they might be like, man. Especially if he's younger too. Yeah, especially if he's a little bit younger. Yeah, because man, Ertz was cooking him. Yo, when we played, when we played Minnesota, he was killing that dude. So yeah, they gonna look at 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 um Smith's contract and be like, nah, we ain't paying that. Or they gonna trade him, or they gonna do something because that's why they tagged him. For one, your defense, you have to have that backed and um intact. You can't get new people that 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 um come in as safety on the back end unless it's no, a Pro it, Bowl it, it, safety. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard if you have a Pro Bowl safety like a Matthew or or you know um the dude that went to y'all from the Chargers. Earl Thomas. The, yeah, the Ravens yeah. have been searching Earl Thomas for and the other guy. What's the yeah. other guy? Yeah. Remember when he had the the long beard that went to you guys? Uh, Eric Weddle. Yes. Yeah. You, when Before you got that, a, yeah. Before that, go ahead. The, the Ravens, they've been searching for a safety since Ed Reed left. They haven't been, they've been, they had guys rotating in and out. They've been hard to find a reliable safety until they signed Eric Weddle. Yep. They tried signing Tony Jefferson, didn't mm-hmm. really work out too yeah. well. And I think he's a young, good player. He's still young. He's 27. Didn't really work out. Earl Thomas had a decent year last year. Maybe yeah. not up to his standards or what he's used to, but, but your back end is still, leg. but it, it helped. It, it was helps. still an upgrade over what we had. Yep. You, you gotta have so something you, you, you stability that. back there. You can't have, Oh, Oh, we're going to let Anthony Harris go. And then you got another bum back there getting burnt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, you no, can't you have can't. that. And this game is, it's a passing game. So you have to say, look, we just going to tag him for that 11.4 mil. And that ain't even bad. Like that eleven point four mil, man. That's for to me. That's a bargain. Yeah, that's not that's not a bit. Especially if you're you're good at that position, because otherwise, like you said, you're just gonna see Tyreek Hill running up down the sideline yeah. with you all day, all day. All right. Next, who we got next on the list? We got AJ Green. Yeah. Obviously, we all know when he's healthy, he's a top ten, maybe even top five receiver in the league. I know he's been he's been relatively last year. He didn't play last year. I know uh, Joe Burrow de- really wanted him. Yeah. Joe Burrow knew he was getting drafted one overall. I don't. I don't care how long the Bengals wanted to play that. We all knew he was going number one. I believe he he said to them that he wants AJ Green on the team because you know he he wants that number one receiver. Yeah. So that's a no brainer to tag him. I don't. He's still young. To, he's still not that old. I think he came in the same year as Julio. So I think they're about yeah, both they're between like 30, thirty and thirty one. So yeah. I, I can see you can give him like a, maybe like Julio got a three year extension before last season I believe you could you know maybe look at that maybe give him a little bit less or give him about there like a three year deal yeah. that way if he's thirty one you sign him till he's thirty four he's still when he's healthy you know he's one of the best as a Ravens fan we hate we hate that guy because he kills us every year yeah, at the end beast. last minute touchdowns he burns us so. He he he's definitely worth it, especially you know like you said passing lead. You got your number you number one overall pick on a quarterback that just threw sixty touchdowns yeah. in his co- his final college season. So that's a no brainer right there. Bud Dupree of the Steelers, I think he was kind of a late bloomer. They took him in the first round. Yeah, um, I, I think he started out slow in his career, but last year he had a, he had a decent year. He gave the contract year, so you know he turned up. And yeah. again, that's a that's a he's a pass rusher. Anytime you, you get a good pass rusher, yep. you need to hang on to on to them. Yeah. So it's going to be. I I don't know what the, their cap situation usually does not look too good. So because I know of they Big had ben. to. Yeah, they had to maneuver some space. Yep. Just to get him to be able to to get him to fit in the cap on the franchise tag, they had to maneuver around a little bit. 
Um, but I think he's worth it. If you can give him a, a you got to, you got to look at what the market is. I think uh, Zadarius Smith last year, a similar player. He was actually teammates with Bud Dupree yeah. in college at, um, I believe is the university of Kentucky, similar players. They played opposite each other. They both drafted in the same year. Uh, I believe Zadarius got a, a four or five year deal last year. I think it was around 66 million. Yeah. I think that's where the top end of the market was for pass rushers of that. In, in that caliber, like a tier below uh, the Yonics and stuff like that. So yeah. I think if you get somewhere around there, I think it'd be a fair deal for him. But again, it's their cap situation because they're a team that they love to restructure and push that money into the future. And it all the time creates, yep, creates cap issues for the future. Kenyon Drake, he took off when he got traded last year. He got but traded he's always from been nice, Miami, though. right? He, yeah, from Miami, yeah. but he's always been but, nice. He was just on a bad team, yeah. and they were, they really didn't showcase his talent. And now they got a young quarterback there. They got they're, they're loaded with receiver, and he came in in their system and took over for uh, David Williams. The passing yep. and game, he, he's, he's that a back, beast. and he just killed it. So, yep. it's just tricky again because the running back position is is undervalued from teams. So, but I think eight and a half mil for him. That's but that's, he ain't make that. that. He didn't even make that with with his rookie no. contract. So that eight point five, no. he said, "Yep, I'm gonna sign that." Exactly. So I think that's a good that's a good uh, uh, good deal for him in one year. Yeah. If, if he produces like he did last year, because you know he catches out of the back and that kid can yeah. fly. He can fly. He can He's fly. So, so nice. that that's good. I like that move. Anytime you can get a little safety valve for your young quarterback like Kyler Murray, yeah. always a good move. And Shaquille Barrett. Oh man, what did he have? Like eighteen sacks last year. He's a year? beast. He's a beast. Yeah, he's a star. You got to lock that up. Yeah. But how is their cap situation? Trash. After the, yeah, after because they just signed Tom Brady for the next two years. I and think he's Gronk. like thirty mil. And they uh, signed they got Gronk. Gronk. And then remember, Mike Evans is on a big deal too. So yeah. I don't. It'd be interesting to see. But at, you got a guy that's getting you eighteen sacks, eighteen and a half sacks. You can't give that. There's up. there's no excuse. You got you yeah. got to keep that. So that that's a no brainer to keep right there. You, this is no brainer. I believe that is that is all the guys yeah. that are on the franchise pad deadline. I know I waited to say Dak. That's going to be a much bigger conversation. So yeah. I purposely left him out of there. We ran through pretty much everybody else. Yeah, and I just so want I to we talk about um, AJ Green and his yeah. um, tag deal. So AJ Green, he was pushing to get traded throughout last year and and the previous year. So. The Eagles was looking at A.J. Green. They wanted too much compensation. A lot of teams were looking at A.J. Green. The Patriots was looking at A.J. Green. Everybody was looking at him. So he came back in training camp. He was looking all right or whatever. And then he hurt his leg, foot, ankle, or something. And so Yeah, I'm looking at his stats right now. Yeah. He he two thousand obviously last year, two thousand nineteen, he played no games. No games. He, he originally got hurt in two thousand eighteen. He only played yep. nine games. Mm-hmm. He played nine games, but he had 46 catches for 694 yards and six touchdowns. And his last healthy year was 2017. He played the full season, 16 games, 75 catches, 1,078 yards, and eight touchdowns. So he's still giving you number one wide receiver production when he's healthy. When he's healthy. It's just just that 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 question mark. At that age, and then it's like, yo, is he going to be healthy for me? But even if he didn't sign this contract, right, if he didn't sign – this franchise um, tag deal, he wouldn't have got seventeen point nine million at no. all. From no, he probably wouldn't have got that in two years. 
Like, nah, yo, if you are hurt and you coming off injury, he probably would have had to to take a, a prove-it deal. He probably would have signed, what, a, a $6 million deal, and then the incentives would have ballooned it to like 11 mil or something. But no team would have gave him that. And his his agent is smart. Like, look, just, just sign that 17.9 mil. You know what I'm saying? And, then, and aside from – Go ahead. Aside from these major injuries, even with the little ones, he's only played 16 games. I'm looking at it here four four times in his career, and he was his rookie year was 2011. So since then, he's only played a full yeah. season. And he's been hurt. Times. He's been hurt. <laughs> like he he he's he, he's been hurt. But when he goes out there, he does give it his all and he does ball. But AJ Green, oh, he, he, he has been hurt throughout his career. So I do I do understand why teams would be hesitant to give up a high pick yeah. and then pay him because you, I feel like with him, it's got to be like an incentivized deal to an extent because you still want to pay him because he's still, you know, he, yeah. he's ca- capable of, he's capable. but you do want to throw a little bit of incentives in there because you want to, got to protect yourself yeah. in the event. Yo, he, he's not there. But again, we all know he's arguably a top five, get definitely top 10 receiver when yeah. he, when he, when he's fully healthy, when he's fully healthy. Do you have any, um, you know, thoughts on, Henry and Jones. Henry, that's that's. Let's start there with Henry. That's actually not that bad of a deal. I looked at, I uh, so I, I use a website called Spotrack.com, and yeah. this guy that does it, he's really good with breaking down contracts, salary cap, and I looked at his breakdown of the Derrick Henry deal. So he signed four year and fifty million dollar uh, uh, contract with, I believe. 12 million in bonuses mm-hmm. and 15 million total in the first year alone of 2020. Yeah. He's fully guaranteed 25.5 million yep. through 2021. So after that, if it doesn't work out, they could realistically get out of that deal in two years. Yeah. Realistically, they could get out after 2021, after that full, after that 25 million you look at the fr- they could get out of that. And you got to look at the front office. The front office know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? They 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 top load the deal. <laughs> they they get out of it, you know, if they need to get out of it. And and that's mm-hmm. one thing that the Eagles always did, man. They 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 front load it and when you you're not good or you break down and you, your guarantees are up, you either can re up the next year, but you know, you want a year to year, you know, contract. Mm-hmm. And yes, like his but, cap hit for 2020 is only 6 million. Yeah. A 3 million bonus, 3 million base. He's only 26 years old. Yeah. And yeah, I know he's, he's got a lot of carries. Uh, so you look at his 2019, he had 303 carries. Um, but he's also a little bit different of a back, though, because he's a big, he's yeah, a big he's back. A he's like, what, like 245 pounds? So he's always been able to handle that, handle that workload. Yeah. And think about it. Even if he, say he plays out the full four years, he's still a 30 years old. So it's not like you're signing him a four-year deal at 30 where he's all right now, he's going to start to decline. He's still in the prime of his career, yeah, and that twelve point five million. Twelve point five million. His cap in twenty twenty one. Yep, is thirteen and a half million in twenty twenty one as his cap. That's so. Nothing. Realistically, and again, he was your best offensive player last year. Yeah. That was your offense. He had fifteen hundred yards, led the league in in, in yardage. He had sixteen touchdowns, average five five point one yards to carry. That's your bell cow. Yeah. They needed and to I get think, that done, and I think that Tennessee. How how they did the deals um, when they signed the quarterback? I don't think he that good. The quarterback that they signed, 
Yeah, he 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 took off last year. Yeah, I thought, took off. I always thought he was kind of talented. Yeah, but I didn't really fully trust him. I don't like talking about it, as you know. What he Tanner did to Hill. my Ravens yeah. in the playoffs last year. You know, that's a little 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 bit of a sore but, spot. But you know, see, they, but, they they got us. But. but you signed him to a cheap deal. Like you got him on cheap. Like okay, he's an okay quarterback, but at the same time, now you you you. Your coach is a defensive coach. They putting all that money into the defense and the offensive line. So your main two best players, your quarterback and your running back, like you got them on cheap deals. Now you can just splurge on the defense and the offensive line. I think whoever is in that front office, they doing an excellent job over there. Yeah, they they are doing a good job because I mean, you, like you said, the best two players, the quarterback, and the way their offense is set up to run through Derrick Henry and Tannehill builds off of that. I mean, Tannehill's contract, well, and it, it's not even that long either. It's four years and it's 118 million. Mm -hmm. So realistically, out of the two, I'd be more worried about that contract than the yeah. Derrick Henry one. I actually like the Derrick Henry contract. I mean, and he and we know with Henry, he seems to get better. As the season goes on, yep. As the season goes on, he gets better. Nobody wants to hit him when it, when that weather gets cold. The defenses start getting tired; they get worn down. Nobody nobody wants to hit him. Nah, Let's man. look at the other guy here from Kansas City, yes, Chris sir. Jones, beast. So he 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 signed a good deal for him, four years, about eighty million, I think it says here, according to Spotrack.com again. Uh, Sixty million is uh, total guaranteed with 37 guaranteed at the signing. So he's making on an average $20 million. I was looking at his stats. ESPN has him listed as a defensive end, but I was watching some of his highlights on YouTube, and it looked like they rush him from the middle a lot. Yeah. So which that's very valuable. If you get that interior rusher, like we all we all see what Aaron Donald can do in that, and that can you – collapse, you collapse line. That's the yeah. – exactly. Fletcher Cox in there, another yes, one sir. of those top interior rushers. That That is – when you collapse the pocket from the middle and you don't allow that quarterback to move up and step into his throw, that really, that really messed with him. I mean, I think, again, I think it's a good deal. He had, like, if you go back to 2018, he had 15 and a half sacks. Even last year, that, a little bit down from that, nine sacks, but still, especially from the interior, that, that that's Pressure. very good. He's got, he's yeah. got 33 uh, sacks in 61 career games, yeah. 26 years old. So you're, again, you're signing him through the prime of his deal. Yep. And I think if you look at, the DeForest Buckner deal that he got from Indianapolis after his trade is a comparable deal. I was looking him up because I thought, you know, I was like, he, they, you know, they both play same position. Yeah. Um, Chris Jones is a big guy, He's six foot six, 310 pounds. Beast. Buckner is a six, seven, 295 pounds. They're both 26 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, Buckner got a little bit more. He got four, four more million. He got four year, $84 million deal, but he had, um, 20 he has in his career 28 and a half sacks so i think are comparable comparable players you know both both comparable numbers so i think that i think that's why you see why chris jones and, and with their defense they need it the only thing with buckner though he, he if you look at last year yeah that d-line in san francisco was absolutely loaded chris jones yeah. has frank clark on his d-line but he doesn't have the d-line that buckner has so i think it is a little more impressive that he was able to do what he did with that in Kansas City, because you yeah. know the majority of the talents on that offense, but they do they do have some talent on that defense. Nah, they've but been I, building I, again, the defense like, like they slowly built the defense slowly, and everybody yeah, you got Ty, Tyran Matthew there at the back yeah. end. So everybody basically 
what they did on offense. They basically drafted everybody almost on the offense, and they signed Sammy Watkins. Everybody else that's on that offense, they drafted. All homegrown. Yeah, they they just homegrown. Now, on the defense, they had to patch it together. They had to get, you know, Tyron Matthew on the back end and a couple of, you know, um, corners that they have. But, yo, that organization. It was traded from – he came from Seattle. Yep. Seattle didn't want to pay him. Didn't want to pay so, him. And they got his out. deal done. Early. As soon as he got traded over, they signed him to that deal. Yep. Like, they know what and they're it, doing. And it worked out. Yeah. Yep. They know what they're doing, when, how they hide money and how they do all of this stuff. It's the same way that, that the Eagles did it back in the day. They know what they're doing, man. They, 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 they put everything in bonuses. And then when your base salary comes out, you only making like six mil on your base salary, or or not even ten mil on your base salary. So that cap hit is not even a lot. No, they they're doing it right. Cause you think about all the guys. I'm sitting there thinking like, how do they have the cap for all this? Because you signed you know, Mahomes, Chris Jones, Watkins got a decent deal, but I think he took a little bit of a pay cut. Yeah, uh, they restructured. Know, um, yeah, Kelsey has been paid. Uh, Tyreek Hill. You got a got a good good size contract, but again, they're all young players. They yeah. got a very but they're they going to be the they're money. Be good for a year. They hide the that money <laughs> mm-hmm. in the, in the roster. They hide the money in the roster bonuses and stuff. So when when April twenty eighth comes up and it's the new league year, that's when the person gets paid. Just like Aaron Rodgers, that's how they hide in Aaron Rodgers' money. And he ain't against the cap like that. It's all included in the roster, man. They they geniuses. Some of these dudes on on these teams, man, that 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 are cap guys, they know how to hide the money and how to work it and everything else. It's crazy. Yeah, so again, they they I I they're gonna be a top team in this league for I mean, not just because they got Pat Mahomes, but yeah. they structured those deals where they can keep them all together yep. and through the prime of their career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now leading up to you know, the elephant in the room, um, Dax deal not getting done. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on that. And I just think that the Cowboys are so dumb on not signing him to a long-term deal because the fit, the fit, he fits like a glove. He came in, he was a fourth round pick. Um, His rookie contract has been a bargain for the last four years. So you didn't have to pay him top quarterback money and he's been winning taking you to the playoffs selling merch selling all of this stuff and you making all this money off of this man you know what i'm saying he put he put his neck on the line when cap was kneeling and he said oh i'm not gonna kneel and everything else just for the organization he could have did a lot of things that was wrong he could have back you know backhand the organization a few times but he didn't, and he's been a stand-up guy. And I just think how they're doing this guy is so wrong. Now, to me, do I think he's top quarterback status or in that you know elite quarterback? No, I don't think so. But for the Cowboys, is he an elite quarterback and he knows how to run that system? I think he is. And so you need to pay him just like the elite top guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think it was a slap in the face to him. And when when he came out and said, oh, he wanted 40 mil, 
everybody was like, oh, he's bugging and this and that. But then again, when we get into Pat Mahomes' deal, you know why he said 40 mil in the beginning. Because the cap is just going to go up and go up and quarterbacks is going to make more money in the coming years. So to me, I just think that the, the Cowboys did him wrong, man. For real. They did him real wrong. What's your thoughts on that, Mike? Well, I, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think that gets, gets – I think he's a little bit underrated. I mean, especially, you know, growing up in this area, living in the in the Philadelphia area out here in South Jersey. You know, I, obviously everybody knows the rivalry between the Eagles and Cowboys. Yeah. Fans hate each other. They hate each other. We all, I all understand. And obviously, you know, every all the Eagles fans think he's terrible. You hear them trash him all the time. Um I, while I don't like, I agree with you. I don't think he's in that top tier. Like, I, like with Mahomes, uh, Watson, Russell Wilson, I don't think he's in that tier of quarterbacks. I think he's in that notch below. Yeah. But I do think he's better than a lot of people give him credit for. And I do agree with you that I think Dallas should have signed him. They they should have been able to work something out. I know a lot of teams right now are concerned about uh giving out large contracts because of they're unsure about the losses during the the COVID-19 pandemic so I understand a little bit there but again I agree with you I think he, he should have been pay, he should have been paid with a long-term deal um so he's on the, he's what making 31.4 so either yeah. way he's making out if you yeah, if you think about out. it though yeah because if he takes plays on back-to-back tags he makes 69 million through these two years. Sixty-nine. But I also understand he want he want like everybody wants. You want that long term financial yep. security. So and he and you know he, he knew he what Pat Mahomes was going to get because you know yeah. being in that in those NFL circles yeah, they know on. what's going to happen before we do. So that's why like you said that forty mil was thrown out there because he knew Mahomes was going to get forty five and he and he wants and you know everybody knows he's going to be below because nobody should get anywhere close to Pat Mahomes because he's on another level. But from what I heard, and uh, there's a reporter, for, I, she works for the NFL Network. She's usually covers Dallas. Her name's Jane Slater. She was been reporting that uh, one of the sticking points is Dak wanted a four-year deal while the team wants to give him a five-year deal. And I think he wants that four-year deal because he's, he is, what, like 26, 27, yep. I think. So that way he can, he can go back and double dip and get another big contract yeah. when he's like 31, 32. But I, 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 that part throws me off because even if he signs the five-year deal and gives him an extra year, if you live up to that deal, you're still going to get paid regardless. Because like, if you look at Aaron Rodgers got a $100 million deal at the age of, what was he, 35 or 36? Yep. Matt Ryan got it at 32 a few years ago. You know, Brady just got paid. Obviously, he's the GOAT. He just got paid. Ben got an extension at 38. So you can get, as a quarterback, if you live up and you play top tier – you can get paid in if your If Ryan third. Tannehill got signed it, to a deal, come on, man. That, yeah, you can. You know, you yeah. can get another one at that age because you can we get another I, one. I, I would say Dak. I, I would. I would rather have Dak as my quarterback than, especially like you said, he fits in with that offense. Yeah, I. I think they threw. He threw a little bit uh, more than he should have last year. Because we all know that offense runs through Zeke. Zeke's yeah. the best player on that team. Zeke, the but best player on that team. Dak, I think, even like you said, he's a fourth round pick. I think he's outperformed his draft because nobody thought he was going to be this good. Was, yeah. was he a Pro Bowler right off, right, right off the bat there? Yep. So I, I definitely think he should have got him to the I, playoffs. 
He had over 4,000 yep. passing yards. He got the touchdowns. He don't throw a lot of picks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm an Eagles fan, but you he he has he has his stats. His stats is better than Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz I, I got actually, a deal. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought up Carson Wentz here because I actually I went in I got Dak stats from 2019, 2018, and his career numbers as well as the same numbers for Carson Wentz. I got all these stats off NFL.com, and they are, they are very similar. Yeah, it's the, similar. The only difference. The only difference is Dak has more games because yep. Dak has not missed a game in his career, and that no. that is the best that that is your best attribute is is availability. That's what it Wentz is. Wentz has fifty six career games while Dak has sixty four. So their career stats in sixty four games, uh, Dak has a sixty five point eight one per uh, completion percentage. Mm-hmm. He's got fifteen thousand seven hundred and seventy eight yards. Average is about seven point six yards per attempt with 97 touchdowns to 36 interceptions. Yep. And with Wentz here at, in 56 games, his completion percentage is 63.8% mm-hmm. with 14,191 yards, 97 touchdowns to 35 interceptions. Yeah. So they're both comparable. They're both around the same age. And I'm looking here at Wentz's deal, according to Spotrack, dot com. You know, he signed a four year, one hundred and twenty eight million dollar extension. Yep. Thirty two million uh, a year. With a, yeah, exactly. Thirty two million a year. Um it starts when he's twenty eight because it, it it starts at the end of his rookie deal and he signed yep. through twenty twenty four when he's thirty one years old. Yeah, it kicks I think in he, this he, year. He, yeah. I think Dak should get a comparable contract. Now I I think we can both agree Wentz is more talented. Yeah. And he had less talent to work with last mm-hmm. last year due to injuries and, and with Jackson getting hurt and Alshon getting hurt. So he did a little bit more with less. And I, we, like you said, we both agree that Wentz is probably a little bit more talented. But Dak again, is available. Dur- He's available. You throw yeah. that durability factor His in there. Durability. And to me, yes. What what do I think? I think Dak has the numbers. Yes, their, their numbers is comparable, but I think Dak's numbers is slightly better based off the durability factor. But I will say and, and that not Dak, all their losses are all on him yeah, either. Because not, you got to remember their defense isn't isn't all that good. Yeah, and I think Dak should make more than Wentz based on the durability factor. What Dallas was trying to do with Dak, I understood it. So basically, they were trying to fit Dak within Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. So that 33.5 mil, right? They were trying to fit him into that frame. He's looking at it as like, nah, I'm better than Goff. You know what I'm saying? I got the I got the numbers better than him. I'm durable, which Goff is durable as well, but he's looking at Goff like, nah, I'm better than Goff, man. Let, Let me make a little bit more money. And especially see what Dallas is doing wrong they're going by the the past quarterbacks that got their deals. You can't go about that. You got to go with what the future holds. You can't say, oh, Carson Wentz made this and then um, Jared Goff made this. And so we're going to pay you comparable to those deals. Now they just messed themselves up because Patrick Mahomes just reset the market. They could have got a deal done. They could have got a deal done. They could have paid him 36 mil. Like, oh, we'll give you 36 mil. Boom, boom, boom with incentives. It can go up to this or whatever. But now 
Now you got to catch Patrick Mahomes. And yes, to me, Dak's agent is smart as hell because he knew yep. he knew that deal was coming. And his agent is Todd France, and he and his agent has Fletcher Cox, Donald, and Hopkins. So Hopkins about to get a big deal. Donald got his deal. Cox got his deal. So he don't have some agent that doesn't know what's going on. And his agent like, nah, we can get bigger money. Like, come on. Now, if Dak was on the on the market, come on, you know the Raiders will go after Dak. Come on. Oh, easily. Easily. Because John like, Gruden, John Gruden, from what I hear, does not like uh, does not to throw with Derek Carr. That's why they went out and signed Marcus Mariota. Yeah. But with Dak, and another point is, say he goes out and balls out this year. Say he goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Now that thirty-three to thirty-five that you may have been able to get done, now you're talking like that up to that forty-five, like Pat Mahomes just got. So <laughs> it's forty-five, I mean, we, man. We, we saw we saw that with Joe Flacco back in the day. Uh, he could they the the Ravens tried to sign him but the year before he won the Super Bowl before he's going to that last year of his deal. And I think I heard somewhere they came close to an agreement, somewhere around eighty to ninety million. They were close on, yeah. but they were off by a couple million. They couldn't bridge the gap. He goes out, and wins the Super Bowl. Now you're talking one hundred and twenty million. Now you got to bridge so it. That <laughs> exactly. So if that goes out and balls out again, then he's good. And I did again going back to Jane Slater. She was tweeting out the other day at the deadline yeah. that that Dak had told her that he had spoken to Stephen Jones last minute. They were trying to get a deal done and they just ran out of time. And the potential last minute deal was, it doesn't say how many years Mm. said it was worth about 33 to 35 million between there on average per year with $110 million guaranteed a $50 million signing bonus and 70 million total in the first two years. She did say that Dak disputed some of those numbers don't didn't say which ones, yeah. but that's according to Jane Slater. Yeah, and that was the rumor that Dallas I heard reporter. too. So they almost had a deal. Yeah. If, I think that would have been great if they could have got they could have got that done. Because, but see, again, like when we when we was hearing about all of this, all these rumors, the one rumor that came out was the rumor that oh Dallas offered five years, one seventy five. So that's thirty five million. That puts him around. Russell Wilson right up there with the top QBs right now. But the the thing that's that's hanging everything up is when the cap goes up or Pat Mahomes deal. They must have had inklings of Pat Mahomes deal where they was like, nah, yeah. we're Again, not going to do that. Again, it just goes that. back to the main thing I heard was that he wanted a four-year deal while the Cowboys wanted a five-year deal. That's the main thing I heard. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, though, Dak has no excuse, especially with the talent he has around him. You got Amari yep. Cooper long term. Michael Gallup's a solid. He was a solid number two. Now he's going to be your number three because you get arguably the best receiver in the draft. Yeah. In C. D. Lamb, you already got a top a top running back in Zeke Elliott. We, we, he, you know, he does it all. He can run. He catches. He does it all. He's there, durable, and they got they got a very solid offensive line. So there's no excuse for Dak not to be able to win to at least win the division. And make the playoffs. There, there there's no, there's nah, no excuse they for ain't that winning now. No division. They gonna make the, they can make the playoffs, but they ain't winning no division. <laughs> I ain't I'm sure any Eagles fan will tell you that. I'm, and I'm not saying that. I'm not here saying that they are gonna go out and win the division. Yeah, but they I'm saying yeah. there, there's no excuse on his end because yeah, you got all that talent to work with. As long as everybody's healthy, there, 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 there's no excuse. 
I mean, in that that game that you guys had, the low scoring game, I think they put up like what nine points against yeah, you guys. I think points. in that last game, yeah. Like with that talent, that's that's just inexcusable, right? Yeah. There. And I'm they sorry. blame. Like, I know you they guys, blame your defense the, pretty good, but yeah, but they blame the um, offensive coordinator and everything else. But I watched that game, and Dak was under pressure. He couldn't throw the ball that game. I don't know if he was hurt, playing hurt or whatever, but it was a lot of balls that was late or underthrown or overthrown. And I don't know what he was going through. And that's also been the big uh, knock on Dak is when he plays these playoff caliber teams, he usually, they usually do not win those games. That's another thing we need to see from Dak is he, it's not just beating up on the teams. That, I mean, obviously you need to beat the teams that are, aren't good. Obviously we, er, that, that's no question. But yeah. now you got to take it a step further and beat these playoff caliber teams. You need to beat the Eagles. If you don't beat the Eagles, the, the, there's no chance that Dallas win that division. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to come down to a two team between the Eagles and Cowboys. That that's going to be the division right there. So if you don't beat the Eagles, you're not winning the division right there. But Can't. you also need to beat the other top teams. I don't know exactly what their schedule is. I know they got a big game late in the season against the Ravens, which I don't think they're winning that one. But they need yeah. to beat the teams like that if they're going to take that next step. Now, I don't think their defense is, is very good. They lost arguably their best defensive player in Byron Jones. So yeah. there's even more pressure on Dak and offense to put up those numbers now. Yeah, and you can't put everything on rookies because they had a good draft. And I'm not going to hate on the Cowboys, but they had a great draft. Yeah, I, and I, I like draft. their draft. I think they had a solid um, draft. I, I like I like they got that Alabama cornerback in the second round, which Diggs they brother. needed a corner to replace. Yeah, Stephon yeah, Diggs' brother. That's yep. what they, they drafted. And, and again, so. anytime – I don't think that they planned on C.D. Lamb because I think we all thought C.D. Lamb was going to be gone way before them. Yeah. So I think that just fell into their lap. And at that point, like that, that's just a no-brainer right there. So, But I, I do think they're a very talented team, and I think it's going to come down to that late-season game between Dallas and Eagles like it usually does. The winner of that game is most likely going to win the division. Yes, sir. So um, the next topic we want to touch on – is the the Patrick Mahomes deal. This deal... Did he get paid? He got paid. This deal is the biggest deal in NFL history or sports history in general. So, the report from Adam Scheffner, when it came out, the deal was worth up to 450 mil over a 10-year period and could be worth up to 503 mil. The extension includes... 140 million injury guarantee as well as no trade clause. Come on, man. He's getting a buck 40, even if he gets hurt. Like, that's unprecedented, man. Like, they saying, yo, we love you so much. This organization, you show this organization everything, and we're going to show you everything. And they, they are giving him 140 million. If he gets hurt due to injury, come on, man. Like, you, you, do you see the difference in organizations from the Cowboys and then the Chiefs? They paying their homegrown players, man. Like, they giving them a deal. And I'm not saying that, oh, his agent went, went in there and, 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 and asked for all this. No, it was both sides. You don't get a deal like this if it wasn't both sides negotiating. And I think that absolutely not, not, not a contract that size. No. And I think that the organization was like, here, this is the deal we're going to give you. I don't even think his agent had to do anything. What, what do this deal? What did his agent have to say? 
I mean, if somebody comes to you and offers you four hundred fifty million, you're not saying let's let's face it. And I've heard, and and that's what I don't understand. I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, why would you sign for ten years? You're like with the way the the TV contracts are going to go up." I'm going to look you dead in the eye and ask you: If someone hands you a contract for four hundred fifty million over ten years, are you saying no? Absolutely not. If you say if you say no to that. You're lying. You're, yeah. you're lying if you say he's that. Everybody in their more, right, everybody's taking that. He's making more than a baseball player right now. This is more than baseball money. This, this is baseball, but yeah, this, this, the comparable contract that he got would be Mike Trout. Mike, yeah. Trout signed, Mike Trout signed a 12-year extension for, I think it was 426. So he even got more than Mike yeah, Trout. That's what I'm and saying. He it, and he got it on shorter terms. So he's. He's making this more is a bigger. On, on this average. is the biggest deal in sports history, man. It's great. It's worth up to the five hundred and three million. Now, it's not going to get to the five hundred and three million, and I'll get and I'll get into why. Yeah. Again, I I looked at the breakdown on Spotrack. You know, so the ten year extension is four hundred fifty million. If you add the two years left on his rookie deal, it's four hundred seventy seven million through yep. twelve years. Now he's got twenty five million dollars in incentive bonuses. Tied to this contract, I think it goes from 2022 to 2031. Mm-hmm. There is a 1.25 million dollar bonus for every AFC Championship game he wins against the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and a 1.25 million dollar bonus for winning the NFL MVP. When you combine those two, it adds up to an extra 25. That's how you get to that 503. Yeah. Now, I, I think it's unrealistic to win the get to the Super Bowl and win MVP every year. But he's so going to get there gonna, at least five he, out of ten. He might get there. Exactly. So he will hit some of those bonuses. Yeah. So, but again, I, I th- think it's unrealistic to hit that every year. But he, he's he's going to win multiple MVPs, and he's probably going to win at least at least another one, maybe two, two, three more Super Bowls. I mean, he's only twenty four years old. So yep. to me, that's a no brainer. No brainer. Head and shoulders, the best quarterback in the league. Best quarterback the in the best league. Player. Best yeah. player in the league. Yep. You know, you're a Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, a league MVP mm. at 24 years old. Crazy. That is unheard of. Unheard he of. was the youngest MVP at the time, I think, other than uh, until Lamar Jackson just broke that this past year. But, yep. again, you just, you just won the MVP, or the Super Bowl MVP, and you're coming off in, in, in a season where you dislocated your knee. Yeah. You came back, and you came back and didn't even miss a beat. Didn't miss the a talent, beat, yo. No, the talent on that kid is ridiculous from the arm strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember back in 2018 uh, watching the Ravens and Chiefs go back and forth. We, we held them down. It was a low-scoring game for them. And this was in Pat, Pat's uh, MVP year where he had yeah. 50 touchdowns. And uh, we're looking at a fourth and nine or a long fourth down. If they don't get it, game's over. Ravens win. They're chasing him around. He's running on the running to the sideline. It's a cold day in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and he just he's up. And for the for the life of me, I had no idea why CJ Mosley was in the vicinity trying to cover Tyreek Hill because yeah. you can't you, do you that. don't put a linebacker on Tyreek. Nope. But he threw that ball on a dime, yeah. running off to the side, threw it across the field. No other quarterback's making that throw. Any other quarterback makes that throw, that's an interception. Nobody yeah. has the arm strength that Nobody. he does to make that throw, and then they go on and win the game. So it, it's it, it's unreal how it, it's not even – there's no one even close Nobody. to Pat Mahomes. Nobody. So I absolutely love this deal. Yeah. I mean, you look at it in three – I mean, re- really in two years because, yeah. you know, his, his rookie year that he got drafted – 
he only started that, uh, I think, the final game of the season yeah. because they were refing Alex Smith going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so, in, in really, in like two years, uh, he's got 9,412 yards with 76 touchdowns to 18 interceptions, and that's in 31 games. That's crazy. He's done that already so in 31 games. If he gets the full deal, just we're just going to speak on if he gets the um, full deal. At the bare minimum, if he plays out the field, the bare minimum, he's getting $477 million. Yes. So say if he it does play out the deal and he hits all the incentives, that's $50.3 mil per year. That's crazy. And the deal starts yeah. in – his average salary is about forty-five million. He's at he's averaging yeah. per year. So the deal starts in twenty twenty-two. He'll be twenty-six. For right now, this is the best bargain contract for the next two years. So this year, hands down, he that's, makes that's not even a question. Twenty. I mean, he makes two point eight mil this year for a, a former MVP. And a Super Bowl champion and an MVP in the Super Bowl, right? Didn't he get MVP in the Super Bowl? Yes, he did. That's crazy. He's making 2.8 mil. And then next year, 2021, the fifth year option kicks in. He's making 24.8. That's undervalued. So what the Chiefs just did, the Chiefs was like, look, we're going to pay you in the back end because you just gave us a chip. You've been taking this to the playoffs. Like, come on, man. They're rewarding this guy, man. This this franchise is rewarding their guy, their homegrown guy. Because he just gave them their first Super Bowl in like 15 years. And they did the deal. They did the deal two years early. We did the deal with Wentz one year early. But they did the deal Mm -hmm. with him two years early. Like, come on, man. Like, a team doing that. You're eligible to sign an extension after your third year. And that's yeah. exactly what they did. The third year descending, you won the Super Bowl. Because they know as, as long as he's healthy, he's going to more Super Bowls. Yeah, he's going but, to more but, Super Bowls. He, with with the, that young core, I mean, even Travis Kelsey, he's only 30 years old. The rest of them, Hill, Watkins, like 25, 27 years old around that age. So they're all, again, they're all young. That team is loaded. But assuming everybody's healthy. I'd be comfortable saying they're probably going to be an AFC championship game again this year. I yeah. would say. Just when I'm going to break the, the Chiefs down to Pat Mahomes is the engine. And that's like a, a Lamborghini engine, right? So mm-hmm. once you have this engine, this this high-powered engine, right, you can put whatever you want around the car. That engine's still going to move. So, yeah, if Tyreek Hill goes down, they just going to pop, boom, let, let, let's pop this uh, this headlight in here right here, man. We got the engine. Yeah, McCall Hardman, the, the yeah. enter McCall Hardman, who they drafted. Yeah. And they drafted him because Tyreek Hill was going through some off-the-field issues where they weren't sure if they were even going to have him. Yeah. And he comes in. But they kid, always draft well. That another 4-3 well. kid. Yeah, but they always draft well. So, to me, this deal it solidifies your whole franchise, basically. You know what I'm saying? And his rookie contract was four years, $16.4 million, $10 million signing bonus, right? His agent is one was one of the best agents in the 1980s and the 1990s, Lee Steinberg. He's 71 now. So the past QBs that he had signed under him as an agent was Steve Young and 
Troy Aikman. So you know what he did with them boys. Like he got them boys deals. And one notable name that he really had was one of the best running backs ever in the National Football League was Edron James. So he just got in the Hall of Fame, didn't he? Yeah, and they, they had a write up about Lee Steinberg, and he was so happy with um Edron James getting in and stuff. So he did deal with a lot of low moments in his career, Lee Steinberg, um, that derailed his career in the 2000s. So he had alcoholism, divorce, bankruptcy, litigations, and DUIs. So the litigation was he had to get out of um, an agency business with one of the guys, and he had to go through litigation to get out of that contract. And so recently he came back to be an agent, and now he has 23 clients. And his two biggest clients is Mahomes and Tua. So, like, he has one of the top um, agents ever that was in the National Football League. But like we said, that agent really ain't had to do much when you're working with a, organ, a top flight organization. All he has to all he has to do is go, look, my guy's 24 years old. He won the MVP, had one of the top offensive seasons of a quarterback ever. Now he just won his first Super Bowl in, in over 50 years. He won the Super Bowl MVP. There, I mean, there's not really much else you have yeah, to do at that point. Yeah, that. you can't really – you can't say nothing. He I mean, got all the stats. Go, oh no, we're not. We're gonna let him play out his deal and see how he yeah. does. For, no, they're not gonna do that. Like he they got all the stats. He got everything. He got all the accolades. And like you said, it, it, it's smart to do it now, early, because in a couple years, when the TV revenue and the and the caps go up, he could just turn around and say, "Now I want even more money." So it, again, it's smart. And I think the way they structured it. The Chiefs can't get out of it no matter what, pretty yeah. much. They'd be taking a dead cap of like 50 mo- – again, there's no reason to want to get out of it. You got this kid locked up. There's yeah. no reason to want to get out of it. Um, but it's still somewhat team-friendly. And Pat even came out and spoke about it and said he wanted to, to – obviously he wants to get as, most, as much money as he can, but he wanted to keep it somewhat team-friendly yeah. so he can keep that team around him so he can continue going to the Super Bowl. This is a young kid who's very smart, knows what he's doing, um, you see, he's, he seems like a good, good all around dude off the field too. So you're, there's no off the field concerns with him. You no know, he's going to take care of himself. He's not going to give you any troubles there. So all around, this is just, just a good deal. And he signed, so he's like 36, 37. And, you know, we got Brady and Breeze at like 41 and 42. So he might even still be able to get another year or two at the end of this deal when it's all said and done. If he, if he, if he chooses to play that long and yeah. stays healthy enough. Like we're talking about a kid that could potentially be the greatest quarterback ever if he keeps continuing on the trajectory that he's on. He, could, I mean, he he could pass uh, Peyton Manning and Brady and all them as far yeah. as touchdowns and yards if he if he continues playing it the way he's playing. Because I don't even think they were on the pace that he's on. Yeah. So how they structured this new deal is crazy. So the first year of his deal. In 2022, he's getting 1.5 mil, his base salary. And everything else is within um, the roster, like the roster bonuses and everything else. So that's crazy. And then the next year, 2023, he's getting 5.5 mil. That's his base. Um, 2024, he's getting 2.5 mil. 25, 2.5 mil, 26, 2.5 mil, 
27, he, he'll get 10 mil. 28, he'll get 13 mil. And that's when he's 32. 2029, he's get, he'll, he'll get 20 mil with his base. And that's and, and how they structured it, when he get 32, 33, 34, 35, and his base number will be going up. That's, you know, Tyreek Hill and all of those players won't even be on a roster. You know what I'm saying? And it'll be just him basically taking up that roster or that that cap number in his base salary. But his base salary is still low. So when he's 33 and in 2029, he'll get 20 million and um, 2030, four years of age, he'll get 27 mil. 2031, he'll make. 38 mil and that's all big salary and everything else will be kickers. And that's not including his roster bonus, which is in, in 2031, which is another 13.9 million on top of that. So he signed, he's not a free agent at this point until 2032. Yeah. 2032. And basically, um, they protected their self with the cap situation on, you know, his base salary of the cap. Everything else can be hidden, can be, giving back and a signing bonus because it's a roster bonus. Like, they know what they're doing. They can, they can, ref- they can, they can just move money, and it ain't, it ain't even going to hurt the cap. It's going to relieve some of that stuff. Yeah, and and he's going to be able to keep some of his guys around, so it just makes it even better at him because the more yep. of his guys he can keep around, his numbers are going to stay the same, and he's going to keep doing his thing. So the, this is an all-around, in my, in my view, this is an all-around great deal. Yeah. This is an absolute no brainer, hundred percent. Because you you know what you got. You great kid, awesome quarterback, best in the league. It's just absolute no brainer right there. No brainer. So the next topic subject that I want to get into is Andy Reid. A, a lot of um, light need to be um, shined on Andy Reid in this situation. To me, I really think that he's the best or one of the best quarterback gurus ever. He moved up to the. The 10th pick, 2017 draft, to draft this kid from Buffalo. Yes, they paid a hefty price, um, but at the same time, that compensation just, you don't even worry about that compensation because you want to chip. So they dealt the number 27th pick in the draft that year, 2017, and a third round pick. And then they gave up their first round pick in 2018 to move up 17 spots in this draft. And no one knew about Patrick Mahomes. They thought he was going in the second round or maybe the third round or maybe at the end of the first round. The thing I heard about him is they thought maybe he was going to be a project. Like nobody yeah. thought he was going to be this No guy. one. I and mean, they, imagine being the Bears right now sitting yeah. there, oh, I got Mitch Trubisky in, at third overall. And the Chiefs you know, got this kid. Yeah. What was it? Uh what, like seven, eight spots later, and you yep. get a potential Hall of Famer, and Hall the Bears got a, a, a. And no one knew about this guy. No, like when I seen him, I'm like, they were, when, when we was watching the draft, we was texting back, texting back and forth. We was like, yo, don't they got um, um, Alex Smith? Alex and, Smith. Yeah, and we, you was like, yeah. I'm, we was like, they needed more than, than just this quarterback. They needed a whole D and everything else. But what we don't know is Andy Reid knows what he's doing. He got Tyreek Hill. He got all those dudes, man. And he's seen something in this guy to say, yo, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks ever. And that's what I'm telling you about Andy Reid. He's the best quarterback guru, man, I think, in, in NFL history. To, to see that 
And then in the first year, Pat Mahomes sat his whole first year. And like you said, he only played the last game. So they can rest Alex Smith. And then the next year, in the two, in 2018, they traded Alex Smith. And what happened? Dude's an MVP. Come on, man. Like, you're not understanding. Like, that don't happen. That just don't happen from people projecting him to be a project to then being an MVP the next year. Come on, man. That's crazy. I mean, look at the look at the the turnaround he had with Michael Vick and helped him become a more of a pocket passer later in his career yeah. when he was with the Eagles. Yeah. So I mean Andy, and he said I he came out and did an interview recently after mm-hmm. the Mahomes deal and said he's not ready to give it up yet. He's ready to go in the seventies. He's ready to ride it out with Pat Mahomes. He got and, to and man. as good as <laughs> as good as an offensive coach as Andy Reid is. And quarterback Mahomes is that's a, that's a marriage made in heaven. Yep, he's like, everything. Like, it's just unreal. He's everything. He's everything that Andy Reid wants in a quarterback, right? So Andy mm-hmm. Reid worked with Brett Favre, D. Nab, Michael Vick. He drafted Nick Foles, Alex Smith, and many more quarterbacks throughout his years, right? And basically, Pat Mahomes is all of those quarterbacks. In one, he can run. Yeah, the fun, he can throw. A funny little story I got for you on Brett Favre. Yeah. I was watching a video a little bit ago, and I, I, I didn't say what part of his career it was, but there was a point in his career where he didn't even know what the nickel defense was. He said he went to his backup quarterback. He called him Ty. I'm not sure who it was, but he mm-hmm. goes, yo, Ty, what's a nickel defense? Mm. <laughs> he didn't even know what a nickel defense. The guy goes, oh, that's where they – where they take a linebacker out and put an extra DB, and he goes, "Shit, that's it." Who the fuck cares? <laughs> I thought I thought that was a little funny about about yeah. Brett Favre there, but yeah, he. I mean, he's and he's won with with all of them. Yeah, Brett Favre. He was he he wasn't his head coach. I think he was yeah. the offense coordinator under uh, Mike Holmgren back in those days. But yo, mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Donovan McNabb when the Eagles drafted him. What did all the fans do? They booed yeah. that pick big time. But yet. And, and, Donovan, the, and Donovan ain't yes. start his first year. He started like the last six games or something. But he would sprinkle them in once in a while in the offense to get his, you know, get him, you know, acclimated in the NFL setting. But he's seen something in Donovan McNabb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like how many how many NFC championship games did they oh, go to? Man, four. Like we was killing in the two thousands, man. And I'm and, and I'm how pretty many wide sure. receivers did y'all have? You had Zero. Action, Todd Pinkston. Yeah, zero. It might have been <laughs> I mean, five. It, it might have been five um, um, NFC Championship games because I remember that. Yeah, because they, they won to the Super Bowl the one year. Yeah, they the lost one year. One, one. And then we did play Arizona one year, and we lost against Arizona. And that was late when, when we had um, Jackson. Vic? No, not, we might have had Vic. I don't. I don't. I can't remember if, we, if that was the Vic year, or whatever. But I know D Nab played, and we had um, Deshaun Jackson and um, another receiver. I, his name is Macklin. That was the year Jeremy Macklin. And yep, Macklin. That was the year Arizona went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Steelers. Yeah, and and they um, beat us. So I was happy to see Andy Reid get get his Super Bowl this year. I was yeah. I was rooting for him. I mean, I, I think he, he deserved it as, as far as, you know, he, he went to the to the a, a, NFC Championship game five times. He went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. Yeah. I think it was nice to see him finally get it because, I mean, even without this Super Bowl, I would have said he's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Some people 
kind of gave him that knock because he didn't have the Super Bowl. Now there's no question. There's no debate. He's, Andy Reid is going I after think it when now. he's done, he's getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's going after he's, it. There, now. There, there, there's no question. He's one of the one of the best offensive coaches. I mean, you just look at his system. He he puts up numbers every year. Again, you go back to the years with the Eagles where they didn't have all these great wide receivers. And, but, I mean, you had Brian Westbrook out there, and you, we, we all know how good of a running back he is. Yeah. And they drafted this, they drafted this kid, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, out of LSU, yep. who's a similar style running back to um, and I Brian Westbrook. he's so going like, to be killing. That's another dimension that this Chiefs offense is going to have. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, the, the, like, do they really need another? Like, and you know who called Andy Reid? You know who called Andy Reid and say, yo, Andy, this is the guy I want. They talked to Mahomes. They said, yo, Mahomes, who do you want? He came back to Andy Reid and said, I want him. That's who I want. And they drafted him in the first round. Ain't nobody know he was supposed to go in the first round. But see, the Chiefs don't care where they draft you at. If they like you, they're going to get you. Exactly. And that, I think that's, that's a great pick. I remember watching him this, this year. I was watching the LSU-Alabama game. And he, he, dude, the, the kid catches everything out of the back. Everything. He, he's a small back, but you could tell he's got a lot of heart. And you, you, you can't coach that. that. That kid, I think he's going to – it just adds another dimension. I think they had – they really didn't have a good, like, top running backs with, the, like, the last couple of years. Like, even the kid in the Super Bowl, Williams, had a couple catches. But I think this kid uh, – Edward Hilaire is going to be able to take that offense to the to the ne- to the next level. Yeah, again, it's just take a lot of pressure of off Pat Mahomes. They, they got an embarrassment of riches as far as offensive weapons. Like yeah. they got, it, it's not even close, and not they're even. all ridiculously fast. So. Yeah. So the next topic, young quarterbacks deals coming up. So we have um, the top two guys, Watson and Lamar. My thoughts on. Watson and Lamar, I think that they're going to be right around 40 mil. They might push it, you know, 41, 42, 43, 44, right under Pat Mahomes. Um, I just think if Lamar stay healthy, they're going to be battling. Him and Pat Mahomes is going to be battling. I like Watson, but I just think Watson doesn't have the weapons around him to be nice. And he's not a he's not electric like Lamar. Take that team to the next level. Don't get me wrong, Watson is good, but I don't think that he's electric like Lamar. And Lamar has a defense. See, Watson don't have no defense. They defense is super candy. <laughs> so Lamar gets the ball back at all <laughs> times. They give Lamar uh, the ball at all times. So Lamar has more time to score the ball, and they put Lamar in a situation where they at the 30-yard line, they at the 20-yard line, they got the ball back at the 40. He's in great field position at all times. Watson, he has to start all the way at, at the other end of the field at all times. Like, it's rough on him, man. They need to build that D, and he needs weapons. But that's just, you know, my thoughts on that. What's your thoughts on the numbers of coming up, the deals coming up on Watson and Lamar? I agree. I think I think they should be in that tier above Dak. They should get more than Dak. I think obviously both of these quarterbacks are more talented, and they're both younger. Like Watson's twenty four years old, Lamar's twenty three. Watson is eligible for a deal this off season because yeah. 
He was drafted in 2000, same year as Pat Mahomes. Lamar is only going into his third year, so he can't sign another deal till next year. Yeah. I think um, Watson is more mobile than people give him credit for. He doesn't scramble. I mean, he does scramble, but he doesn't run as much as Lamar, but he can run. He's yeah. Obviously, he's not as fast. He doesn't have the agility where he's juking people out left and right, but he, he, can, he moves around more than people give him credit for, I think. So I think he's underrated in that. He's durable. I think he, you know, his rookie year he tore the ACL, but for the most part, he's played all his games. Um, just looking at his, his career stats in 38 games, he's got um, 9,716 yards, yeah. 71 touchdowns to 29 interceptions. One question I do have for this upcoming season, like you alluded to, where he doesn't have the the, the same type of weapons, is how is he going to do without DeAndre Hopkins? Because you know. He threw that ball anywhere near DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. He's catching that ball. That, that guy does not you drop gotta, the ball. That's your. That's a top receiver at 27 yeah. years old. Now he's gone. In yes, the they NFL. brought in Brandon. Yep, they brought in Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Talented receiver in his own right. Mm-hmm. Very fast. Probably, probably he's probably faster than um, than Hopkins. But on talent level, they're they're not the same. Not the same. He the don't Wop- run. Hopkins, he don't run better routes Hopkins than and Hopkins. Watson were, were good friends. Yeah, you know they had that chemistry. He, he like I said, you throw that ball up, Hopkins catches. Like I, I saw something where he had like 100 catches and like zero drops one year. Like he's a beast. It, it's ridiculous. So I wonder how he's gonna fare with uh, without without him. But he, uh, Will Four, I think, is a, is a good young receiver for him. Uh, he's a good deep threat. He his but that's all he does, like, man. Like exactly. All, he, so he's good at what he does. Threat. But he's he's not he's not reliable because he's yeah. always hurt. He's been hurt every year he's been in the league. So I think Deshaun. I don't think he's gonna get. I don't think anybody's gonna get to forty five like um no like Mahomes. I think you could probably put him somewhere maybe in that thirty seven to forty range, like a tier below. Again, it's gonna be. And I wonder. I don't think you're gonna see another ten year deal like you did for Pat Mahomes. No, I think you won't. You could probably see again. You're going to see like somewhere between thirty-seven to forty million, but maybe it's going to be okay. It's only going to be five or six years as opposed to ten. Yeah. And again, they could re-up again because Watson's only twenty-four years old. He's he's a fairly decent sized quarterback. He's six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds. So yeah. he's not out there taking a beating, but he's a proven winner. Like you go back to yeah. college, he he beat Alabama in the national championship. They were up twenty-four nothing on the Chiefs in the playoffs before before that game collapsed. Yeah, but that's the um, the, and you you look at uh, Mahomes, Watson, and Lamar. They're going to be duking it out for years to come. Yeah. But the, the other thing with Watson is, I'm not a fan of Bill O'Brien as a coach. I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of his. I think he's got too much power because he plays the GM role, kind of like what Belichick does up in New England. He comes from that tree because he coached under Belichick. You know, because we all know there was a history going on between him and Hopkins, and that's yeah. why Hopkins left. Because otherwise, there's there's no reason to get rid of your your best offensive player. So I don't think Watson has the weapons around him to keep up. But I think they I think they will be a playoff team. I think they're especially now that you got that extra wild card. It'll probably be them and the Titans this year for that division. Now you can even throw the Colts in there, yeah. maybe, but. Um, I'd say the top two teams in that division are going to be Houston and, and the Titans. So I think he'll get into the playoffs. So yeah, I'd say he he should probably get in. He probably get a, a big deal around thirty-seven to forty million. I think he'll hit. Now let's get to my boy. I could talk about I could I could talk about Lamar Jackson all day long. That's yeah, my favorite player yeah, right let's there. Let's get into and, Lamar. You know, 
I mean, we talked about earlier, I'm a Ravens fan. So, of course, I'm, you're going to hear a little bias out there. But, you know, we, we, we're talking about a unanimous MVP here. Yeah. The only other unanimous MVP in history was Tom Brady. He's also the young he, – he, he just turned 23 in January. So he didn't turn 23 till, till after after his season was over this year. And, it, like, he, like, the numbers he put up were ridiculous. Like, yeah, it was crazy. It, it, in, in his, I mean, his passing – you know, he's not setting the world on fire as far as passing yards. But he led the league in touchdowns, 36 touchdowns to only six interceptions. And he had 3,127 3, passing yards. But the, the, the big thing about him is that improvement Lamar made from his, from two, his rookie year 2018 to 2019. His completion percentage in his rookie year in 2018 um, was only 58%, and it jumped up to 66%. So you see that improvement he yeah. had. We already know how good of a runner he is and how electric he is with the ball. We, we, everybody's seen the spin move on repeat that he did in Cincinnati where he got by three guys at once. And that's just insane. Yeah. And I, I was sitting in a bar watching that game and there were a couple of Patriots fans sitting right next to me. And we watched that play. And the guy looks at me and goes, well, I don't, I don't know how much credit I give you. You're playing against the Bengals. I'm, and I just like, <laughs> look at this guy. I'm like, Oh my God. It's like, NFL do, do team. It don't exactly. matter who you're playing against. Do you not remember two against. weeks ago when he was doing that to the Patriots' number one defense when he was blowing them out of the water? So I think they were a little, little bit bitter. But yeah, I mean, you go back to his his rushing yards. He had, he he broke Mike Vick's single season rushing record in 2019 with 1,206 yards and another 17. He averaged 6.9 yards per carry. So you're talking almost seven yards per per carry on average. And if you look at his regular season record. He he didn't start the full season. He took over in 2018 from Joe Flacco, and the Ravens were four and five. And you're at that point you're under 500. You're not even thinking about playoffs. They bring in Lamar. He goes six and one with that only loss being to Kansas City. And you end up being uh, ten and six, win the division. So you're 19 and three in the regular season since you've taken over. Yes, the big knock on him is he's zero and two in the playoffs. But it's it not even it on him, he, no. That's the team. It's not all on him. He yeah. hasn't played the greatest. I know he had three fumbles in that Chargers game, yeah. but at the end, he he brought him back. And if he, if he wasn't in there, they wouldn't have even had a shot. Like they 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 had the ball with a minute left, down by six points or seven points. So they had a shot, and then he had a turnover, and the game game was ended. Didn't get it done. Yes, but he gave them a shot. And again, he's only twenty three years old, yeah. and he's doing this like. He's going to get better. And I, I know everybody's worried about the durability concerns about him. But you, you look at it, you go back and look at his history. Never missed a game in college. He was doing this in college. He was running like this in college. Yep. Did not miss any games there. The Heisman Trophy winner. Has not missed a game yet in the NFL. I know they, they rested him at the, uh, at the end of the season this year. So he wasn't hurt. They just rested him going into the playoffs. So he did all this really in 15 games this year and he winning the unanimous MVP. So I think he, and you know, he had a head to head matchup against the Sean Watson and he just blew him out of the water. I think while their, their deals aren't going to be too far apart, I think Lamar should probably get again, a little bias here. Ravens fan. He's probably yeah, going to get a little bit more. Cause yeah. he, he's he can, MVP. He, that's yeah. Watson doesn't have that on his resume. Yeah. He, he could go to the Ravens. Hey, look, I'm a I'm a league MVP, youngest MVP. 
23, 23 years old. He'll be 24 years old when he's eligible for an extension. And I was looking, I'd have to go back and find them, but there's a lady that used to work for the Ravens website and she was tweeting it out. And there's numbers that show guys that run as much as Lamar do aren't any more injury prone than a, than the pocket passer. Yeah. Um, we all know Brady that. Tore his eight, yeah. But people just want to throw that out there. You know, like is it Brady tore his ACL at one point, uh, Carson Palmer tore his ACL. These pocket passers, they get hurt. I mean, every, like you're playing football here. You're, you're getting hit. You're, you're, you're liable to get hurt on any, any given play. Yeah. But, and obviously I watch more uh, Ravens games than the average, than the average fan. That's not a Ravens fan. You know, obviously you see all the highlights and you're going to see a lot more of them this year in prime time. But if you watch his games and watch his runs, he does not take big hits. I think, I think I saw in the Jets game at the end of the year when he actually broke uh, the, the game where he broke Vic's record, he took a hard hit in the beginning of that game. But like, that's the thing, the difference between uh, Lamar and if you want to throw Vic or Cam is Vic didn't know didn't know how to get down. Vic took those hits. Yeah. Um, Cam, I mean, Cam's a different animal. Cam's 245 pounds and six foot yeah, he six. He wants so that contact. Thing, he can, he, exactly. Lamar's bigger than people give him credit for as well. He's not, like Vic was only 190 pounds. Lamar's a solid 200. They have him listed at 212 pounds. And he's a little bit taller. He's six foot two. He looks a little lanky, but he's he's got a little more uh, weight on him yeah. than Vic did. So, but again, he he's got that agility. He knows when to get down. He gets out of bounds. He slides, and he, he just he doesn't he doesn't get hit hard because he yeah. he, he got that spidey like, he, sense, dude. He 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 does it. it it's unreal. Like in yeah. the open field, one on one, it's like you got no shot almost. So the durability issues, I don't. I'm not too worried about. You know, because again, watching all his games, I, 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 I don't, I don't worry about that durability because he, he just knows when to get down. He knows. It's just the question with him is going to be: is he going to continue to improve as a passer? And that's and one of the knocks on him, and you can see it watching the games is he struggles throwing outside the numbers. But I think you know, again, I'm not worried about him because knowing the type of kid he is, and he's got that chip on his shoulder. He's because all the guys tell him. Oh, you can't do this. Like even after the game in Miami, that five touchdown game to start the season, he was talking about, oh, not bad for a running back. So he has that in his head at all yeah. times, and he's using that to drive him. I mean, he had I think three games this year where he had five touchdown passes in against. Like, yeah, he's he a had beast. two games where he had a perfect passer rating. It and it, it's crazy that people still you know say, oh, well, he he runs this and that. Well, like, no, the kid can pass. He had thirty six touchdowns for a reason. The kid can pass. And the wide receiver core is not the greatest either. Now, Hollywood Brown is is a top talent. You know, he was a little bit hurt last year coming off the list Frank injury. He's gonna be fully healthy this year. You know, Mark Ingram, good running back. I think he complements Lamar very well. We had a solid offensive line. Uh Mark Andrews young tight end, uh, yeah. ten touchdowns. So they got weapons around them, um, and and they're all young. Again, the same thing with the Ravens' offense. Just like the Chiefs, they're very young. Obviously, I, I, you know, we would all rather have the Chiefs' offense than the Ravens' talent-wise. I think the Chiefs are more talented, but um, again, I think I think they're comparable. I mean, they they showed it. They averaged, I think, over thirty points a game, and yeah. they were one of the top offenses and. The, I mean, they just set a 40-some-year rushing record. They had over 3,000 rushing yards as a team. Like, 
That's you know, crazy. Mark Ingram even had a thousand yards rushing, and yeah. uh, our third running back, Gus Edwards, had like seven hundred. Like they all averaged like five yards a carry. It's, that's, it's that's ridiculous. So, and and it's the the good thing about that is their offense is unlike any other in the NFL. So teams that only have a week to prepare, they're preparing for all these other guys that are pass heavy, pass heavy, and then you got the Ravens all of a sudden, where they're the run heavy team and. We, we haven't really seen a quarterback like Lamar since Vic, and Lamar's a better passer, I think, than Vic was. So it, 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 it puts defenses in a bind where, like, and I, and I remember people talking about it. Uh, there was a sideline reporter because it was a Sunday night game, and she was talking about when they played the Patriots this year, and the Patriots had a number one defense. They were undefeated going to that point. Like, Lamar and the Ravens offense got the ball, and they, their first drive, they went down the field, punched them in the mouth. Lamar ran in for a touchdown untouched. And they talked about how the, the Patriots defense was like in shock. Yeah. Like they couldn't believe what just happened to them. So um, I, I think I think it's sustainable where a lot of people don't. And I, I think he's underrated as a passer. You know, he proved with that MVP season. And I think he should be paid accordingly. So I think you're going to see. And even uh, Chad Ochocinco threw out numbers where uh, the other day where he tweeted out, he thinks Lamar's probably going to get around $200 million yeah. in a contract. And, and if the Ravens give him that big deal, I'm I'm 100 fine with it. And kid's 23 years old. He's got a long time to go. He's super young. Yeah. Like we haven't seen a talent like that. It's it, it, in a long time. It, it's just crazy. So I think both Watson and Lamar should both get uh, big deals coming up in with these next two years. It's going to see. It's going to be wonder how much are they going to get? I think they should be a knock below Mahomes because yeah. you know Mahomes is just so far ahead better than anybody it's it's ridiculous so i think they should be just below pat mahomes as far as contract yeah they will um next topic this is a little low point in the nfl right now um that you know nobody wants to talk about but um it's the washington skins it's controversy with their nickname change that's coming up and then recently this week they had um, 15 women accused sexual harassment in the workplace. That right there, that's a big problem. And the stuff that, that came out where um, it went to the owner and went to the coaches and they did nothing about it, the NFL might, you know, push Snyder out from owning the team if, if stuff comes out that this is true. This this type of stuff, when, when you... Start talking about sexual harassment in the workplace, and it's fifteen women. Oh my goodness, it's over, man! Like somebody gonna own the skins. It ain't gonna be him. What's your thoughts about that, Mike? I, I obviously, you know, it, it. When you talk about sexual harassment, there's there's no excuse for it, whether it's in the workplace or outside no the workplace. There, there's absolutely no excuse, um, especially when it rises to the level. Like if, if that first woman comes to you, and I, and I believe. Um, I didn't read the article by the Washington Post. I think it was centered around one um, one female that kind of came out. But from what I understand is a lot of these women had non-disclosure agreements. Yeah. So they knew about this. Yeah, they they knew. knew about this. And once one comes to you, that should be enough. You go right then and there. And like you, like whoever whoever did, did the sexual harassment, they should have been gone right then and there. You report it to whoever you need yeah. to report it to. And they, they should be gone. There's no excuse. Because I was like, 
I saw some of the some of the, the uh, screenshots of text messages yeah, where me too. I see they, they too. were talking about getting food, and the guy text text one of the females and says, "I'm going to grab your ass." Yeah, and she goes like, "No," and then he tries to play it off like it's an innocent joke. Then he goes back mm-hmm. to, "Oh, well, what do you want to eat?" Like, like that's like that. That's crazy. That should never happen. And, and in my a workplace thing is at all when these people have all this power, right? You have all this power, but you're not even thinking. Like, oh, you sending a text or you saying this and you saying that. Like, you not understanding. Yeah, you might have this power, but you can't do stuff like that. That's not okay, my dude. That is not okay. I seen one report said that the lady, she was in sales. She was on, I think it was um, Good Morning America or whatever, and she was talking or whatever. And she said that one of the execs, told her because she was meeting with sponsors and stockholders or whatever um i guess giving money back into um the the skins organization he said make sure you wear something tight because <laughs> these people like to 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 look at something nice like how you telling somebody that like really and then the one guy was like the, i guess the stockholders or um the one of the people oh he likes to give long hugs or whatever like yo that whole organization is just nasty like that stuff is nasty man it's right it was so bad i and, and again going back to that washington post article like they talked about like some of the like one of the females when a new girl would get hired she would go to her and tell her avoid the staircase avoid this person avoid yeah. that like that like that and in me, what blows my mind is with, again, they, they have these non-disclosure agreements. That means Daniel Snyder knows about this yep. and you think, okay, they got the, no, like eventually when something like that, when there's something like this happens, it's going to come out. And if you're a decent human being, like any, like you, like you should be, you should know, like, okay, you get rid of those guys, you report, you should do whatever you need to do to rectify the situation and make sure that never happens again. Like they were, they, they had, they were down at one point to having a part-time person in their as their HR department. That's like, how crazy. can you run a a multi-billion-dollar organization and not even have an HR department? That's why. Like that that the whole organization is just a failure. Yeah. And I I think I personally think Daniel Snyder should be removed as owner. I saw a report saying that he's likely to be fined, but by the NFL, but but not removed as owner. I he think the NFL removed. needs to make a statement yeah. here and removing him and saying, like, make a statement by saying, like, this will not be tolerated. And I've seen all women coming out, women in sports coming out all over now on Twitter and all their social media saying that this does not happen. This is not just like a one-team thing. Like, this happens all, all over. And I believe that it does. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's sad that it does. Because, like, it's not hard to be a decent human being and treat everybody with respect. Like, it's just really not hard. Like, these women have to work extra hard to prove themselves so people aren't saying, oh, well, they just slept their way to the top or they got got there because of their looks. Like, no, these women in sports are good at what they do. They got there off their hard work, and they, like, that needs to be shown, and it, it, it's a, it's just sad that in uh, 2020 we still got people out here trying to show their power over women and sexually harass them in the workplace. And it, it's just like anybody that had any knowledge and just kind of sweep it under the rug, they yep. should all be out. 
Oh. They, they, they should all be out, and it, 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 it's just sad. I think the NFL needs to make a statement here. Yeah. I don't think they will, but I think they need to make that statement and, yeah, and get Snyder three out of people, there. Three people were removed. Um, so the two, yeah, I have two of their names. Uh, yeah, one was guys. the radio voice, Larry Michael. Yeah, he abruptly, but he and I put this in in quotes. Retired. retired. Yeah, the, and but then the other, other one other was Alex Santos, uh, yeah. director of pro personnel, was fired, and there was a third guy. I yeah. do not have his name, but and it always comes back to like you said, those guys in position of power, and it's the power goes to the head, and it, you just think you can do whatever you want and get away with it, and that's just not how the world works it's, it's all going to come out eventually and it, it i feel i feel bad for the women that had to go through that yeah. it, no women should have to go through that ever no it's just it, it, it's inexcusable yep. and so, like my thoughts on the nickname yeah, i mean i'm gonna be honest i'm a white guy i'm not native american at all so growing up you know i just thought of it as it was a nickname like i didn't know that it, it was like a racist nickname until i started to get older and stuff and they, they, same here I, it, 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 you know like I don't understand how like if you got this group of people that are coming out and saying well, look this is derogatory and this is this is hurtful to us like why why I don't I don't understand why you, you are so hard on and, and so against changing it That's like uh, I think it was 2013 Snyder yep. came out and was quoted and said you can put it in all caps I will never change the name like come on like but we what just, happened? What happened? Sponsors he, he got having all money. the power. So Bank of money America, talks. Nike, Pepsi, FedEx, which that's the naming rights of the um, stadium, um, FedEx Field. FedEx holds, gave you $205 million for the naming rights for that field, right? Nike is one of your sponsors, Pepsi, and the Bank of America. What did they do? They yep. came out and they and they showed their power. And what did he do? Soon as that money was about to dry up, what did he say? Oh, we're gonna look into um changing his name. Come on, man! Like that right there makes you look like that's all you about is money, and you about to lose this organization. To me, if yeah. more more women come out, they can't have that in the NFL. You know how they how they are against um domestic violence and all of that stuff in the NFL. But to have an owner that knew about all this stuff and you have these agreements, that's a black eye to the NFL. I don't see this I don't see this team being ran by him at all. They're gonna tell him to to take your ownership and you know let someone else run it or whatever, and he's gonna might might go away or whatever, but he might have to sell a team. That's how I feel. I mean, I, I see I agree with you. He should be gone. And like they, I, I see people talking about it all the time. How basically, like, if you own an NFL team, you're basically like printing money. And you got these minority share owners in the Washington franchise are like trying to sell their shares. And yep. it's like you're not even the main owner, but you're you're profiting largely off of this. Like you said, they they talk about how it's like printing money, and they want out. That should tell you right there about how bad that organization is that when these people want to sell their team. And I feel bad for Ron Rivera walking into this situation because by all yeah. accounts, he seems like a good guy. He already went through this in Carolina where the owner came out and was reported that he was sexually harassing women in the and workplace. what happened? What and happened was, to that he team? he was removed well, as owner. Yes, sir. He, he had he to sell his it. ownership. Yes, he did. I think the only, the big difference here in that situation is Daniel Snyder was not accused of it. But again, 
I think, you know, it doesn't matter. He knew about he's it. Still so he's still the problem if guilty. he knew about it and he didn't do exactly. anything. Exactly. So he, he should he should be out as well. But I think with Ron Rivera, I think he's the right man for the job to come in there and change that culture. I believe he's a, a military type of guy or he came from a military family. Um, so I think, I think, you know, he, like you said, all counts, he seems like a good dude. He had a, he had a, a good report in Carolina. Um, he turned that, he turned that team around. So I'm hopeful he can do the same thing and change that culture yeah, in that Washington culture so that this, this, needs this to change. does not happen anymore. Yes. That culture so, needs to change. What are your change. thoughts? What do you think about the nickname as far as like, what do you think they could potentially uh, name the team? I don't know. I don't know. If, I think they're going to still keep the colors because, you know. Yeah, they they do want to keep the colors. Nike. They, they want to keep the You know, Nike and everybody printed up all this stuff. So they, they need, they're they going to keep the colors. But I know you sent me the, the Washington red red something. Yeah, I, I did see that design floated around the red tails. Yeah, and the it, red it tails. ties in. It ties into uh, the military, and yeah. I forget what what, um, what group of people, but it was it was a certain group in the military, and yeah. it and I think well, that was a cool nickname. I thought it was cool, but it would be a little weird, like oh, yeah. like oh, go Red Tails. Like I think that would be weird, but you know, um, so I'm not I'm not too sure what way they're gonna go, but I think they do need to 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 change it. Yeah, I don't know due. either. Like my thoughts on it, I just know it needs to change. And they might want to reach out to the fans and take a poll of the fans and not just do it because Daniel Snyder wants that name. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think they already have their, their name picked out. Yeah. Um it sounded like uh there's just some uh copyright issues that they gotta deal with right mm-hmm. now. Um so but they do want to get it done as soon as possible because they already retired. There's no more Redskins. That's that's done um, because Nike came out and said we're not selling. Yeah, any they your, took everything your, off their website. Your stuff. So, it, 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 I, I'm glad to see that get changed. I just, it's just that that whole that whole situation they got going on there. Yeah. It just, it's just, it, it's a it's a bad look for everybody bad involved. Look. And it, I'm glad that it's that these women finally came out yeah. and were able to be brave enough to come out and speak about what happened, so that they can make a change. And maybe inspire change, and not just Washington, but other everywhere. other teams yeah. or everywhere that this happens. That yep. you know, like, look, this is not okay. We need we need to we need to make changes so that this never happens again. Yeah. So um, the next topic, another bad franchise in the NFL, the Jets. Oh, so that, that organization is laughable right yeah. now. So Jamal Adams and the Jets divorce. So the fifth year option was picked up for um jamal adams um it's 13.4 mil but the jets don't want to do an extension for him my thoughts on this is that you drafted this guy to be all that he is right now and more he's more than what you drafted him for he's the all pro pro bowler everything he's the what and he's a great leader and a a great leader so he's like what the top five best defensive players in the national football league i don't know what happens during you know in in the locker room or how he is in the locker room but on the field he gives it his all and that d is trash that whole team is trash to me he's homegrown you got yo you gotta look out for your homegrown people man 
You have to. And then if you're trying to trade them, you don't want them. So, yeah, you can get some type of compensation, but you can't say, oh, we want three first rounders, two first round. Like, nah, that's too crazy. That's crazy, man. Like, just give them up and let them go if you don't want them. Or you sign them to a deal and then trade them or, or whatever you want to do. If you if, if you feel this bad against uh, about someone that's a top five defender, that's crazy. That means your organization, I don't know what they looking at, man. They're trash. But you go out and then you spend all this money on all these free agents. And then you don't want to pay your own. I don't like that. I think the, the Jets is so stupid for this. What, what are your thoughts, Mike? I, I agree. It, 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 it's puzzling because if you look at the top teams in the league, they build their teams through the draft. We, told, we talked about Kansas City. All those guys, with the exception of Frank Clark, they're all homegrown drafted players yep. for the most part, without except for Frank Clark and Sammy Watkins. They were both brought in. And but Matthew. These top teams. And, and Tyran Matthew, yeah. yeah. So, like, these teams that are doing this, they're building through the draft and they're adding pieces as they go along to complement. So, to me, you spend, I think he was, what, like the fifth pick or sixth pick overall, yeah. somewhere in that you gotta range. you got to pay him. He's, he's lived up to where you drafted him. He's, by all accounts, been a, a good player off the field. He sound, seems like a good leader. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a no-brainer to pay him. He exceeded him his well. contract. He exceeded that contract, man. He's all yep. pro. DB's and it's like, not like, and even even say you add ten million yeah. or make it ten million a year, or whatever, just for argument's sake. I think um, the top of the market is probably somewhere around Earl Thomas, and I think he averages around fourteen million a year yeah, in, 14, in his contract that he got. Something like that. You're, you're looking at he got that deal at, at the age of thirty when the Ravens gave him that deal. Yeah, Jamal Adams is probably like twenty five or twenty six. He's young, so he could still live up and maybe even get another deal down the future. But it's like, that's not that. And especially from a team that has cap space, like you don't have a big quarterback contract. You don't have that many big contracts. So you have the cap space. Like I think before they signed uh, Le'Veon Bell and TJ Mosley last year, they had like a hundred million in space or something crazy like that. And they could have gave him a deal last year because he was up for it. They could have extended him last year, but they didn't. Like, that's what I'm saying. When you got all that money, why didn't you give him a deal? I I don't get it. And it it blows my mind because it's always smarter when you got players like that. It's always smarter to get them before they get to the market because once they get to the market, their numbers are go up. So it's good to get them before the market, before that. And their GM right now, Joe Douglas, he he was in Baltimore, then he went down to Philly. So he was both our teams. He's seen how – both of our favorite teams operate and they yep. take care of their homegrown players. So why would you not do that there? You've seen how it I works out. I think you don't have Philly. the power. I think someone else is running it. The, 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 um, yeah, like maybe Gaze. I've heard Gaze has yeah. some power. Yeah. And I don't like Gaze. I think he's trash. Yeah. I don't like Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is trash too. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like him either. Um, but it, it and it, it's wasting it because you sign Le'Veon Bell, you sign, uh, C.J. Mosley, you yeah. have Jamal Adams. So they do have some talent. I know they drafted a left tackle in the first round this year. So they do have some talent there. It's some talent. Um, but, and you got your young quarterback. Why would you not take care of your homegrown players? It's a, it, it, it blows my mind when teams don't do that. I, and I understand 
some teams, you know, when they're up against the cap, you can't sign every player. You can't give every player a big deal that he deserves, which is understandable. But they have the cap space, so why would you not do it? It, it, like and it, it's, it's bad when you're when you got videos coming out online where some guy is like video and Jamal Adams in a parking lot. He's yo Jamal, come play for the Cowboys. And he's like yo, I'm trying, bro. Like yeah, like, that's bad. That's a bad that's look on crazy. your team and at how you treat your players. Yeah, like other and and that that speaks volumes because when you come to free agency and you go to sign X or you want to sign a certain player from another team and he's going to look at that and be like, nah, they don't take care of their guys. I don't want to sign there. Yeah, they're like, nope, I you know ain't going I mean? to the Jets. They trash. They don't take care of their players. Nah, I'm good. So that, that just sets a bad present. Like, when's the last time the Jets were actually like a good team and in playoff contention? I think their quarterback is Chad Pennington. But you know what? They can be good right now. The Patriots don't have Tom Brady or Gronkowski. Like yo, exactly. now this is now the time to take advantage. Like I would have signed, yo, I would have gave him a deal, had him locked up. I would have been trying to win that division. Now is the time to win that division. But now is exactly. really not the time to win a division because we about to, you know, to close out the pod. We about to get into the the Cam deal with the Pats. Now, the Pats just just got better and getting Cam Newton. Yes, the compensation of the deal, 1.7 mil. He had to take that because of the situation with the pandemic. and He couldn't go and work out for teams, and they couldn't see how healthy he was. Okay, but he already made 20-plus million in his career, and it seems like he handled his money well where he wasn't hurting for a deal. So he signed at 1.7 mil. To me, this is a great deal. For the Pats and Cam Newton. Cam Newton comes back and he he gets to go to a team that's quarterback oriented and he can learn the position. Just like Vic went to Philly late in his career to learn the quarterback position. Now he gets to learn the quarterback position. They get to run plays that they never ran before at the Pats. And he gets, if he's healthy, they go into the playoffs. That, that's that's a no-brainer. Like, yo, if Cam's healthy, he's going to the playoffs. But he still has a young quarterback um, coach and a young um, offensive coordinator where they're going to be making some stuff up. Now he can say, oh, I can run this. I can run this. I can do this. Like, in the game with the running quarterback is, is the main staple in the game right now. Now they're going to change their game plan. And you already know the Pats' defense, they always been nice on defense, but now they get a, a game changer, someone that can change the game by himself, running the ball, throwing the ball, and everything else. What's your thoughts on that, Mike? I mean, He's a, he's a former MVP. Yes, sir. And he's only 31 years old. So he's still young. I think I think the knock on him, it, like you said, it affected him because he wasn't able to go take a physical. They weren't able to see how healthy he he was coming off. Uh, he uh, is he had a shoulder surgery back in uh, back in 2018, yeah. and I think last year His it was foot. the wrist Frank. That's a scary yeah. type of injury with that foot. But again, I think. He can he, he that's something he can overcome and come back from. You're talking about a, a, a former MVP at 31 years old who's got a rifle for an arm, yeah. and you and we've all seen what he can do running the ball. I mean, I think it's a great deal for the Pats because you don't want to go into your season with with Jared Stidham. He's an unknown, and you can get a, a former MVP 
at that at that price. Oh my god, sign me up! Like, man, that's like I would, that's like I would going that to deal. McDonald's and getting a double cheeseburger. Man, they just got some low end. They they just picked. Pick Cam Newton off the dollar menu, man. Like this, yo, that dude is crazy. I love that analogy. That's great. Like they just exactly. said, oh, let me get him right there. Oh, oh, he's only one point seven mil. Oh, let me get that right there. He, they felt, but but they waited. Yeah, it's a game. Everybody knows it's a game. Yep, and like whatever. you said, they could call plays that they could call before. Like he even came out and said that. Like I've seen his his workout videos and his videos on social media. Recently. Yeah, he's very motivated right now. He yep. even said, "He said, yo, McDaniel's can call plays that he never never called before." Yep. My only concern is, you know, the offensive weapons around him. Their their offense isn't really great. You know, we yeah. talk about they got a great defense. Like you got the reigning defensive player of the year, I believe, in Stephon Gilmore, top corner yeah, in the league. Top corner. So you know the defense is going to be nice. Yep. And but they got like, the like, back like, end, not... that safety. Come on. Yeah. McCordy and his brother is there too. But that safety, mm-hmm. you got to have that cornerstone in the back end. Go ahead. Yep. And if you, you're looking at their receiver cord, their first round pick last year in the Kyle Harry. He's a, he's an unknown right now because I think he was hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, Muhammad Sanu, Marquise Lee, Julian Edelman. You know he's Edelman's that reliable safety valve, so that's yes, going to be sir. good for him. And then even a local kid, uh, Demir Bird. Yeah. I believe he's from uh, Timber Creek High School. I believe if I if I'm not mistaken. But they got um, backs the too. They got backs. Yeah. Sony Michelle's a nice back. Yeah. James White. We know he can catch that ball out yes, of the sir. backfield. We we've seen him do it. Their tight ends. I'm, uh, the I looked at their depth chart and they got Matt Lacoste and Ryan is there at the top. They drafted uh, Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene this year in uh, in the later rounds of the draft. So they're they're young unknowns right now. So that just that's my worry is that he's not surrounded by enough talent around him. But when healthy, we know Cam is a top quarterback in the league and he can make he can make plays. He's a playmaker. Every he can throw. Make people people better around him yep. you know again he's got that cannon of an arm he can make all the throws the, the only so, knock that i have on cam is that and this is what mcdaniels and the patriots will fix with cam newton the only knock that i have on cam is he relies on a strong arm too much and he throws yeah. off of his back foot that's the only yep. knock that i have on cam they gonna fix that and once you see him not throwing off his back foot Oh my goodness! Oh man, it's gonna be crazy if he's healthy and they fixed his footwork, not throwing off his back foot. It's gonna be a match made in heaven. And then when it comes to next year, they're gonna have to sign him the big money. Yep, and as perfect like you said, it works out for both of them. Say he goes into it, he doesn't have a good year. Okay, you only paid one point whatever mil. And you can go get a young quarterback in a draft because we know this upcoming draft is loaded with it's young loaded. quarterbacks start with Trevor Lawrence. So at that point, okay, it's, it's better. Now you get your young quarterback. You're set up for the future. It works out. He's only He could play for another 10 years, like another five, six, seven, yeah. seven years or so, and you get signed to a long-term deal, and you got an MVP caliber quarterback. So you can give him a five-year deal. Five-year deal. Yeah, it's a low, it's a low risk, high-reward high type of deal, I think. So I, I love this deal, you know, from from that perspective. As a Ravens fan, I don't like it because, you know, as a Ravens fan, we hate the pass and we don't want to see yeah. him do good. But I do, I've always been a fan of Cam Newton, and I like to see him do good. But I just hope the Patriots lose. 
So with that, people, episode eight, it's a wrap. Thank you, Mike, for coming on the pod. We probably going to have more, you know, NFL talk in the future. So with that, people, have a good day. One. So that was episode eight, Dax Deal, with my boy, Mike Z. Thank you guys for tuning in. And you will hear us more often, more frequently, talking about the NFL in this coming season. So until the next time, people, stay safe, give respect, and show love. One. Make sure you go listen to all old and new NBC podcast episodes on all podcasting platforms. And please go to www.nothingbutconvos.com for the latest apparel.